From Rocketium, this is Spilling the Magic Beans. Building a brand involves asking yourself and your teams a ton of questions. And those questions allow you to build a collective vision, a vision that will drive every single action that occurs within an organization. And for us in particular as marketers, it will help drive every piece of content, creative, and campaign that we ever launch, which makes building and understanding the brand that you are a part of a fundamental part of all of our jobs as marketers. And in today's episode, we walk you through the exact questions you need to be asking yourself before creating any piece of content to ensure that it's in line with your brand. And to do this, we spoke to Maria Bilkis, who's helped create famous brands such as Licious and Trell from scratch. And we started the conversation by learning a little bit more about her journey as a marketer. In the past 10 years, I have kind of dabbled with the space in content, brand and marketing. It has never been very clearly demarcated, but then it never can be because it's kind of an amalgamation of all these three verticals that uh, cohesively is going to emanate into an effective marketing strategy. So I have had this opportunity of building brands from ground up with this experience and working with early stage startups. But my primary role when I started out in content marketing, and then it kind of rolled over into brand, understanding the various nuances of brand, the verticals, and how it is very essential, not even a cog in the wheel, but a very primary portion of what falls under an overarching marketing strategy. So an interesting thought and question that just popped up there is you mentioned that you realize while, while working in brand, the importance of it and in its function for a company. Could you just expand upon its importance and the role that it plays for organizations and and their marketing teams? So one of the things that is very fascinating about brand is how it is unconsciously the most important thing that businesses today need and are looking for, but very few actually realize or effectively put in the right kind of monies or effort behind it. So there is a a simple structure to it. First, we start with a business. You have a core business that you have kind of structured. You know what it is that you do, right? It is basically the kind of product that you have in the market, or it is the kind of software that you want to sell, or the kind of service that you have in place. Now, over and above this business, there is a huge layer that is brand. Now, what brand does is convert your business or your proposition into a very understandable and a perceptible element. So in a way, what brand does is bridges the gap between the business to a consumer through a lens of perception. Now, at the end of the day, if I say I've got three ice cream carts, right? All three of them are selling ice cream. So how do I differentiate? How does one perceive of cart A and card B and card C. The change and the difference in perception is what brand is. And brand does that in and out. And why most uh, businesses don't either understand the importance of brand or don't want to get into it because brand is not a short-term strategy. Brand is something where standing right now, you think about in a decade later how you want to be in terms of perception. 
because at the end of the day the whole brand concept is very very simple to understand let's just say that uh, you are on a night out and you go to a pub or a bar or wherever right and uh, you happen to sit at the bar you are having a couple of drinks and there's a person that is sitting right next to you and you exchange a few words so at the very start out there'll be one two or max three things that come out during your interaction with this person so how does that kind of come into place in the context of marketing and brand so that is in effect what is known as the bar stool test if i were to meet somebody at a bar what is the first thing that is going to strike me about that person the same way when a business is going out in the market and you're putting the layer of brand over and above it what is it that you want to be perceived as it has to be something very very simple something very elemental something very universal and easy to perceive so that is where brand comes into the picture and as easy as it sound it is one of the most complicated things to work and develop because it requires consistency and extreme clarity of vision how do you come to that clarity of vision what are the first few things that you need to think about while developing a brand and how do you go about executing on those first few things my experience primarily has been in building early stage startups from a brand perspective and one of the most challenging thing is to actually determine who we want to be how do we want to be perceived and this perception an answer to this question has to stand the test of time it cannot be something which is uh, very near sighted that okay the market is like this my consumers are like this so i think this works because right now this is hip or this is fun or this is how i want to be perceived but think about it brand is not something which is trend dependent in terms of perceptions it is something that is going to stand the test of time and for that it has to be categorically and organically and completely truthfully you so what business owners need to do or startup founders need to do is to take a good look and understand what they want to be perceived as what do they want to stand for in the long run and trust me it is the most complicated part of the puzzle because no matter whether you are going into a job interview or you're just joining college you yourself are a walking talking brand so how you present yourself uh, how you going to interact with different people and how you want to be remembered in the long run is something that you need to be very clear with if you are behaving like a day 1 and 3 months down the line as b not only have you disappointed the people that you had collected with the image a you're completely confusing market b as well because here you have put in so much of effort to create this perception or image for yourself and then you're completely diluting your image beat so there the clarity of perception is something that is very very important so let's just say it is more about introspecting understanding who you want to be now where does that stand that stands in terms of what is a white space that i'm trying to kind of cover what is a problem statement that my business or my product or my service is going to solve for and who i'm going to solve this for once i have got these parts of the puzzles ready it becomes slightly more simpler for me to answer the question that who i am as a brand right so most people struggle with this what kind of target audience do you have and what is the product that you have right now but how it's going to evolve in the future 
So let's just say your brand right now is positioning itself for the tier one markets. The kind of messaging that you're going to come with, it's going to be relatable to the tier one markets. But you don't have this clear idea in your mind that tomorrow you might be able to think beyond tier one or you're looking at penetrating a tier two or tier three market also and the kind of uh, positioning that you are taking at this point, will it be relatable? Will it be effective when it goes into tier two or tier three? Or am I looking at a positioning which is flexible enough to be able to be tweaked when I'm going into those newer markets? That needs to be very clear. And again, when you're talking about brand, it is just not one or two things. It's not your logo. It is not your font. It is not your color. It's about your entire persona. It's about your whole image that you're going to create, both for your internal stakeholders, your external stakeholders. To give you a small example, I joined Lishes at a time when it was at a very, very nascent stage. And there, one of the key discussion was, why did you call this brand Lishes? There were so many different uh, names that were up, right? Butcher's blog, something that would be more categorically relatable to the, you know, vertical that they're trying to service at that point. But why the founders had taken a conscious call to steer away from uh, something which was category specific? Because you kind of try to omit the product and you try to service the emotion that is behind that particular product. That's what Lishes tried to do. So let's just say, if I'm selling meat, I'm not just saying that I'm selling meat. I'm selling you the emotion that you're going to feel after having consumed that. That is brand. Because tomorrow you never know, right, how the market might uh, behave. You want to start selling paneer, you want to sell vegetables, then your uh, butcher's block is going to go for a toss, right? That gives you the internal flexibility to tweak your business, but also services the basic, uh, the fundamental aspect of brand. Thank you so much for that explanation. That was super, super insightful. When you run campaigns to accelerate the brand awareness, how do you make sure to keep this message that you've come up with through all these branding sessions at the beginning through each and every single piece of content and campaign that leaves your organization? It sometimes is a bit of a challenge, right? Because the nature of your product, the nature of your platform differs. And you might have taken a very ambitious leap with your positioning. But at the end of the day, when it comes to the commerce side of your business, that's not something that you want to neglect. So you have to tweak your positioning in a way that makes sense when it comes to a sales event as good as when it comes to a pure play top of the funnel awareness campaign. So that is something that has to be flexible enough when it comes to a brand's positioning to respect and accommodate that kind of diversification in the messaging that is there. So one example is with Trell, I had the opportunity of building the brand from ground up. Trell is a social commerce platform. With social commerce, what you do is you are binding the two elements of commerce and the social side of interaction. So here you have vertical videos that corresponds to all the lifestyle-based interests that a consumer might have, be it food or fashion or fitness, mindfulness. And then you have the e-commerce side of things in which you have your fashion apparel, beauty, what have you. And here you're binding these two things together in which you have these key opinion leaders or influencers who actually tell you how to improve your life or make better lifestyle choices by utilizing these products in different ways. 
how to eat better how to take care of your skin better or hair care better how to do seasonal occasion based makeup or styling so here i am uh listening to a key opinion leader in a language that i am very comfortable in telling me how to go about making these particular choices and the kind of choices and elements that they are referring to are available on the same platform to be added to cart so it is convenient it is convincing now it trail the positioning that we came up with was here's what's up anything that is pertaining to relevant lifestyle value added lifestyle choices different indian languages that kind of brands the kind of offers everything was available at the palm of your hand here is an example for the end of season sale that we did at uh, trail we wanted a key insight as to what it is that the platform provides and what it is that a consumer might need but is not really aware of at this point so we came up with this context of watch list rather than wait list so the insight was that every other e-commerce player at this point of time is talking about making wish list but here on trail how my differentiating is i'm just not asking you to go and add things into your wish listing bucket i'm saying watch the videos that are there because there are products which are actually embedded on those videos that you can add to cart and while i'm watching those videos i am earning trail cash or trail coins that i can directly use to buy those products when the sale goes live so the whole campaign was grand trellian sale abhi wish list nahi watch list karo and the kind of traction we got was amazing we had a ctr of around 9% we have 1.5 times vtr we were trending on number 1 and number 2 on twitter the first week that we actually launched so that was amazing the part of community that we witnessed during this particular sales event went on to kind of confirm our faith in the brand that when it comes to messaging it can't just be something that is for awareness purposes rather a brand is something that is going to enable the business help the business grow because over a period of time it is going to consolidate the perception of the brand in the right way that's really an interesting campaign that you guys ran and i i want to take a step back and learn about what actually goes into the planning process for launching a campaign. So when yourself and your team are thinking about a piece of content that needs to go live, what are the first few steps and thoughts that you go through to be able to execute it? How do you then go about creating the creatives and the copy to make sure that it will resonate at levels like your your campaign you mentioned would do in the future? So brand for me works at a dual level. There are different stakeholders, but most businesses are looking at external stakeholders as their brand stakeholders, be it their consumers or the brands, D two C brand partners that they have, or uh, the creators that they are working with right now. But another and the very important and critical stakeholder are the employees or the team members that you have. It's very important that they know what this brand stands for. They know that the perception of the brand that they are trying to create in front of the different external stakeholders stands true and holds water. Once they know it, it becomes a very simple exercise for the brand team to come together and brainstorm ideas. now with my team no matter wherever i have worked we do not have external creative agencies we always come up with the ideas in house because i believe an internal team would have a better or a stronger grasp over 
who their target audiences is what are their aspirations requirements the gaps and the insights that come out of these conversations and interactions because they live and breathe the brand in and day out so to answer your question at the starting of any kind of campaign we have a sit down session in which we talk about key things what is the objective who i'm looking to target what are the different platforms i have what is the budget that i'm working with these are the four things which are very crucial to start out with and here you create a structure and a skeleton of the plan that is there now when it comes to creative ideation the objective and the audience itself is going to evolve into this line of communication like with the grand trillion sale so how do we kind of break through the clutter and do something which is a little different but which in effect is very true and integral to the whole trail experience hence we came up with the watchlist concept because first it was pulls apart from the wish listing part of it and it was an insight that we had got interacting with our uh, own base that whenever it comes to a sale they are just wish listing and there's nothing new that is happening there so we figured what could be a better way of waiting for sale make it more engaging make it more enriching make it more value added in the long process right and on trail the objective behind each of the influencer videos was to add value to the watcher's life because each of those videos there's some amount of learning that is happening so there we figured out that let's just throw out the concept of wish list let's bring in watch list because here again you're engaging with your base and you're kind of imparting whatever the learnings are for making better lifestyle choices but also you're going to give them some trail cash which they can collect and use during the sale when it goes live so it's a win win right when you as a branding person are choosing influencers it's particularly important to map to your existing ethos and be in line with the values and principles of of your organization how does your team go about selecting the right influencers for campaigns that you work with we ourselves have in house influencers and these influencers uh, are across eight plus indian languages and when we onboard them there is a very specific training process so they understand exactly what kind of content we require what kind of things to weed out or edit and there's a, a context setting there's a skill building all of that before they can post something but when it comes to going for external influencers it totally depends on the objective at this point the persona the brand speak their personal brand so to say those need to coincide and sync with what we are trying to say and that doesn't only mean that there has to be a sync between trail and them but the campaign and those influence let's say if i have a republic day sale then i would require a certain kind of influencers or if i have got a mothers day sale or there is a sale specific for mom and baby kind of a stuff then the category itself is going to decide what kind of influencer i'm going to go for if there is a few things that you think branding teams need to keep in mind while launching campaigns what would those core most important pieces of advice that you would give to uh, marketers and and branding teams and even performance marketers so when it comes to launching campaigns from a brand lens one of the things that i always advise my team on is to escape the cool trap i mean 
whenever we are looking at the advertising landscape or marketing landscape there are certain trends that take shape and when that happens a lot of brands want to imbibe the same kind of values same kind of trends jump on the bandwagon right it is the easiest thing for somebody to do so let's just say if uh, i was to look at the cred ads they themselves have created a different the school of thought when it comes to advertising the narrative or the storytelling so to say they have done something to create that kind of impact and therefore they have respected or commanded the kind of attention of both the centers and dissenters a lot of brands trying to follow through and doing something similar you would always hear are yaar cred jaisa kuch karte hain or let's do something quirky like that so that is something that i'm very wary of because in that little moment where you decide to take the shortcut and you are going by okay this is a trend let's kind of put our money behind this you are steering away from being true to your brand your brand is your brand maybe somebody is doing something really kickass but does that kickassness actually translate into something that your brand would truthfully organically be able to convey will it stay true to itself if it is doing that that is something that you really need to take a stock of that is something you need to answer because original thinking is something very 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 rare and your originality is your brand's originality you cannot compromise with that so it is very important to keep a check on your own self because it is a kind of a knee jerk reaction especially in this space because creativity at the end of the day is not a tap that you open it, it's going to just flow through and sometimes it is the easier thing to look at it and say boss ye chal raha hai let's kind of do it we really hope you enjoyed this episode of spilling the magic beans week after week we take you through case studies of the most successful marketing campaigns on the planet and give you tangible frameworks as well as anecdotal experiences that act as valuable lessons if you enjoyed this episode and want more exclusive behind the scenes looks into the top marketing teams in the world make sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform